Welcome to the Trevor Turnbull Show, where you'll hear vulnerable, honest stories that will inspire you to embrace your mess and live your best life. Welcome to the show, everyone. This is my one-year anniversary episode. So almost to the day today, I published my very first episode, and it was not without a whole bunch of overthinking, overanalyzing, delaying, just all of the things that I think a lot of people do before they finally put their voice behind something, before they finally put their stamp of approval behind something. And what I want to do in this episode is just talk through what that journey's been like, including that time when I said, I'm going to do a podcast, and then eight months later actually launched it, as well as what's transpired since then. So I'm going to talk about some of the more popular episodes just based on downloads and views on YouTube and that type of thing. And just some of the the episodes that really stood out the most to me, I'm just going to scroll back through some of these and just remember exactly what um, the conversations were like and which ones went really deep and were impactful because, you know, there's a big long list now. I'm publishing this episode. It's number 63. That means I got 62 other episodes that have got nuggets of amazing information. And, you know, I'll probably also talk a little bit about what I'm doing in the whole production and the post-production and the distribution of my podcast as it relates to being able to have a voice myself, have some type of a platform that I own that I can speak my truth on. And then of course, invite others onto it to do the same, to tell their story, their messy journey, what's got them to hear, uh, all the good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between and how they've ultimately taken all of that experience and you know shared it with the world so that others can learn from it and that they can move confidently in whatever direction that might be. And then I want to speak about what the plan is going forward here too, because I actually had a thought a couple of weeks ago about shifting the format of my podcast. And then I realized that I was coming up on my one year anniversary and I thought, what a great time to actually completely pivot what I'm doing. And it also happens to coincide with my wife and I bringing our family down to Costa Rica within the next couple of weeks. So There's shifts and changes and uncertainty and unknowns all around us. So why not do the same with my podcast? But I can tell you that even within all of that pivoting and shifting and uncertainty and and all of it, it just feels very aligned. It just feels very intentional. I'm trusting my intuition and I know it's going to be incredible. I really do. So I can't wait to share what I'm speaking to, uh, what I'm speaking about with regards to that. So let's start it off with the journey here. So as I mentioned, I had an idea to create my podcast last, uh, so July, or sorry, January, 2021. So I had the idea in my head. I thought, I'm going to create a podcast. And I spoke out loud about it. And I started doing my planning. And uh, I started thinking about names for the podcast. And that was a whole thing in itself because... I never really considered right from the start that I might just call it the Trevor Turnbull show. I was playing on words. I was thinking about like, what am I ultimately trying to do with this podcast? What do I want it to be about? What, uh, how can it become a part of who I am and what I enjoy doing every single day, as well as open opportunities to speak with people that inspire me, speak with people that 
have stories to tell that could ultimately shift my beliefs or level up my way of thinking and just expanding possibilities in my own mind. Knowing that if I do that and I record it and I share it, that others will be able to uh, pull those kind of nuggets out as well. So the words that came to mind were truth. That was number one. It was a time when I was just starting to explore, like, what does it mean to explore your truth, to find your purpose, to discover your why? And it led me down quite a journey. And and I'll get to that as we start talking about how these episodes unrolled. But, you know, at one point I even thought about calling my podcast The Truth or Bull Show. Because that's just what my marketer brain does. It wants to try and spin everything into a catchy title. And I thought of all kinds of cool graphics and stuff that I could use for that. And then eventually I just, I I remember I put it out to a close network of friends, colleagues. And I said, what do you guys think of these titles? And almost all of them came back and said, why don't you just use your name? And my first thought was, no, nah, I don't know. I, I I can't use my name. Like, do I really have a name that people know, that they recognize, that they'll go, ooh, Trevor Turnbull's got a show. And then I had to go deep on that too and say, well, why not my name? Why not? And then I landed on my name. And ultimately, I'm I'm really glad that I did. And at the same time, the foundation of the structure of the show, the way that I asked questions that I did, the kind of guests that I brought on, it was still about those foundational pieces that I was throwing words around like truth and bravery and gratitude and curiosity and imagination and turning your mess into your message and all of these things that really make up how my interviews are done. And my questioning has actually uh, been formatted in that way as well. Not every single person have I asked the same handful of questions at the end of the interview, but about half or three quarters of them I did. And the beautiful part about that, having some type of a structure to your podcast interviewing strategy is that you can then go back and you can pull together compilations of people's answers to specific questions. For example, uh, what is the one thing that you are most grateful for right now was one of the questions that I asked to almost every single guest. And it'll be really interesting to go back and pull that all together and just have a full compilation of what all, I think it was probably 55 guests or so, because I I did a bunch of solo episodes as well. But it would be really interesting to hear what every single person said, see if there's any common themes, see if there's anything that really stands out as well. And then the other one uh, that I consistently asked was, and in case you can't notice, it's on the wall there too. Oh, which by the way, I just noticed that the Trevor Turnbull portion of my sign is now crooked on the wall. (laughs) I've got the 3M stickers up there holding it up. Um, But that's okay. It's a good, it's not a bad thing because I actually need to take all of it down within the next two weeks anyways, because I'm bringing those with me to Costa Rica. And that's a whole nother story. And I'll get into that here in a second. But, you know, the second question though, that I was consistently asking was, um, what are you curiously exploring right now um, that you don't feel like you know enough about? And something to that effect is kind of buried up every single time. But that was also an interesting question to just see where people's minds were going. Where were they, you know, feeling like they needed to dive deeper? And there was a number of common responses. I know for a handful of people, it was, 
what is going to happen in the future here with blockchain and cryptocurrency and that type of thing. There was a lot of discussion around that. Um, but it really was wide ranging all over the place. And, you know, the, the last question or the third question that I asked pretty consistently was, what is one thing that you need to meet with bravery right now that scares you? And that question was intentional to be able to get people to really think, what is that thing that scares me? And, you know, don't fake it. Don't don't say the the typical thing. Well, I just wonder if I can live up to my potential. Okay, yeah, that's a little surfacey. But that hardly ever happened, by the way, too. People went deep on this question and they really brought up some of the fears that they have and 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 then walked away too saying, you know, I'm really glad you asked that question because now I'm going to go and dig deeper on that. I'm going to jump off that cliff. I'm going to you know, dive into the cold plunge, as they say, and feel all of it and know that everything that I desire is actually on the other side of that. So, you know, the common themes amongst the questioning and stuff, I think is going to make for a really interesting post-production that I have not yet done. So I am looking forward to doing that. And I'll just mention too, that one of the things that I did over the last year was I continuously scaled up our post-production of the podcast itself. So the first like I want to say 20 episodes or so. I just published the full episode and I wrote the show notes for it, which included a description, timestamps with all the key takeaways or, or topics that were discussed, uh, quotes, quotables by myself and the guests. And then I also included um, links that were, you know, resources that were mentioned during the interview, as well as ways to connect with the guest. And I ended up writing. 95% of those show notes and timestamps and quotes and whatnot, I tried to outsource that and I found that I just couldn't find somebody that could capture my voice in the same way that I could. And I'm also very consciously aware of the fact that that's a limiting belief as well. Of course, I can find somebody that can capture my essence in writing, but I just haven't dove into it far enough to really go and find that person. But I'll also say this, though, too. One of the greatest takeaways that I've received from creating a podcast and being consistent with it is that I get to listen back on every single interview as I'm writing the show notes. So typically, the uh, the interviews are like 45 minutes to 60 minutes. That's been the format to date. And then when I listen back on it and I write all the notes and whatnot, it takes me a couple hours, sometimes three hours to do it. So, you know, it's pretty time intensive. But man, has it been a rewarding experience because I remember every single interview when I come out of them, I'm invigorated. I'm full of energy. I'm like, whoa, if I could just do that all the time, that's all I want to do. I just want to have enlightening, inspiring, uplifting conversations, but truthful conversations, ones where, you know, there's no fluff. Like we tell the story exactly how it is, the messiness of it. You know, we always want to, put successful entrepreneurs, for example, up on a pedestal and say, oh man, aren't you lucky? But then when you find out the truth behind what it took to get there and what they're still potentially sacrificing in order to make those dreams come true on the business side of things, you start to get some perspective. And it also allowed me to dive deep with those people too and, and start to question whether or not they can have it all. Do they have to have business success at the expense and sacrifice of their personal relationships, their parenting, their fitness, their health, their mindfulness, all of that? Because that's something that I've really dove deep into in the last nine months myself. And I don't believe that you have to sacrifice one for the other. You can 
truly have it all. And I'll get to that too, because I recorded a handful of episodes that really speak to that also. But what we did with the episodes though, is that we created quote graphics. So not every single quote that we pulled out of an episode, we created a graphic for, but many of them we did, but we didn't do it until about month. I want to say month four or so. So like by November, December type thing, because, you know, we launched September, October, November, December. Yeah, about that start of 2022, we started actually creating all of those graphics. And that was the first piece beyond just publishing the full episode on the uh, podcasting platforms and then on YouTube. And then we started to extract the video clips from the interviews. So we bucketed them in two different buckets. One was we called them topic videos and the other ones we called social clips or social videos. And the distinction between the two was really just the length. So we tried to keep the social videos around 60 seconds, 90 seconds, typically never more than two, three minutes max. And then the topic videos were ones that we could publish on YouTube and create different titles for them because they were about a specific topic within a greater interview. And we really refined that process of not only deciding what those clips are, but then also using tools like Descript to be able to easily extract those clips. And that I was able to remove myself from and create a complete workflow around and build a team around me to do that. And then we create created um, you know great looking thumbnail graphics for the topic videos for YouTube. And then for the social videos, we had to come up with titles because at first we were creating one by one type videos to create to publish on social. So we needed a title and then we added the subtitles on as well. And now we're actually starting to explore uh, the nine by 16 layout so that we can publish these on TikTok. We can put them on Instagram stories. Um, and then of course, on the other platforms that we typically publish on, which is LinkedIn, uh, Facebook and Instagram and YouTube, of course, and then the podcasting platforms. So it's been an interesting experience going through the iterations of just refining the process, going deeper on extracting the um the sound bites and the things that get people to go, whoa, that was interesting. Imagine what the rest of the interview is like. And we saw the impact of that. Like since we started publishing all of those social and topic videos, which has only been in the last like month or two. So as you can imagine, it took us a while to really sift through all of that material because think about it. It's 63 episodes times an hour each. Like it's six. Oh my God, 63 hours. (laughs) That's easy math. I don't know why I delayed there for a second, but that's 63 hours worth of content. And naturally we didn't have to go back on all of it because we had, I had taken really good timestamp notes that outlined the topics as well as quotes that allowed us to easily jump to sections of the videos so that we can pull out those clips. And I think that that's made a huge difference in just the viewership and the stickiness of having people subscribe and come back and the growth of the YouTube channel and all of that is that it's not just long form content. It's also short form content in multiple different, um, different ways, right? Not multiple different sizes, uh, some video, some graphical, some just written text and everything in between. So that's been a real, uh, you know, exciting thing to see grow over time. Because when I first started, I'll be honest, I have 15 years experience in digital marketing. So I knew that it wouldn't be too taxing for me to figure out how to launch my podcast. I was like, I can launch a podcast. But then when I went into it, I realized like there's a lot of pieces to it. There really is not just in doing the interviews, 
but even just in planning the interviews and making sure that the software that you're using is going to work properly and having good questions and and also not sticking always to the script of the questions because sometimes my best interviews were ones where I didn't have any pre-scripted questions. I just kind of showed up to have a conversation and you could feel the difference in the energy on those types of episodes. And I think the guests appreciated it as well because they walked away like, wow, that was really engaging and invigorating and uplifting and everything in between. And that's happened over time. And that's one of the other things that I wanted to mention because I know that anybody that's watching this, yeah, you may be following along and enjoying the content that I'm creating, but you may also aspire to create a podcast yourself. Maybe you're feeling that calling inside to share your voice, to speak your truth. And you also want to connect with other people that you can ask the questions that you're curious about. Because that's why I did this. I didn't do this to monetize my business. I didn't create the Trevor Turnbull show to get sponsors. I didn't do it to sell products or services. I did it because I was curious about why people think the way that they do. And I was curious about why I think the way I do. Why do I have the beliefs that I do? And how can I shift perspective by just bringing in people that can share what their experience has been? And I can honestly say that I don't think that there's been anything more gratifying that I've ever done for my business, but also my personal development and just my mental health than to create a podcast because it's given me a platform where I can say whatever I want and I can talk to whoever I want. I just need to reach out and then be patient enough to coordinate dates and times and, you know, have the right stars aligned to be able to bring the guests on that are meant to be there as well. And I am looking forward to the future guests that I will bring on also. So that's been a big part of the last year. And you know what? Let me just look back on some of these episodes. And then I want to talk about what I have planned going forward here as well, because I don't want to make this too long of an episode. But if I just look back on where I started, so my first handful of episodes here were with people that I'm very close to, right? So I had my buddy, Mike Lasky on, and we got deep talking about, you know, just our relationship over the last like almost 30 years and how it's evolved and how we've grown together and how we've uh, fought <laughs> amongst each other. And and then, of course, just realized that, you know, it wasn't even in the times when we were fighting or when we were, you know, at odds or disagreeing or just distant from each other. We always knew that we were brothers, you know, and that we would always be there for each other and that we're always there to hold each other up and lift each other high. So that was really great to be able to do my first two episodes with him because Mike and I, you know, Mike was the one that helped me get into entrepreneurship in the first place. He handed me the four hour work week. He handed me E-Myth and then he told me about this internet thing and said, we should start a business, a website development business. And I was like, okay, but I don't have the first clue about that. He's like, don't worry about the tech. I'll take care of that. You just come in and do what you do on the relationship building and the marketing and the sales. So we've been through a lot. And in fact, I did launch a podcast with him. It's about seven years ago now, I guess. And we did record about um, 15 episodes, but we just didn't stay consistent with it. And I think it was because of what I said before, too, which was the topic was uh, really driven around trying to connect with people in 
the digital marketing space. And it really did have an agenda to help drive leads and to potentially be monetized at some point. And eventually I just lost passion for it. I really did. Like other things just rose to the top. Of course, I became a dad. Like it just took a back seat. I haven't felt that once with this podcast. I don't see myself ever stopping doing this. Like I'll change the format and the frequency of how how often I publish and whatnot. There's no doubt about that. But stopping doing this, I don't see myself doing that. It's just way too fun for me. And then if I look at the next handful of episodes, so the ones that stand out. So Zion Kim was a really great episode as well. So Zion's a friend, uh, a mentor. He was a coach for me. I learned a lot from Zion. And I also just appreciated the friendship that I built with him too, because we we did grow together. You know, it wasn't just a one-sided thing where I looked for looked to him for guidance and tell me the way, oh, great master. And he didn't show up like that either. He showed up like, hey, you know what? You're doing pretty well, Trevor, and you probably already have the answer. And what you're looking for is affirmation to just start moving. So let me be that person for you and say, you already know the answer. Now just go do it. And by when will you do that, Trevor? And this is what great coaches do is they hold space for you. They allow you to see that you already have the answers in many cases. And then, of course, they help fill in the gaps on areas where you know, one little tip here and there could just unlock something to head off, head you in a completely different direction. And I appreciated that because it actually gave me some insights into what does it mean to be an effective guide, a mentor, a coach, a teacher. Um, and it doesn't, and it's not about having all the answers and it's not about telling somebody what to do. It's really about just holding that space for somebody and holding them to the highest version of themselves and calling them up when they need it too which isn't always comfortable, I'll be honest. I've been on both sides of this, but this is also another thing that I'm leaning into as well because I've grown immensely in the last nine months in being a guide and a coach and a mentor for many others as well. And I'll continue to evolve around that as well. Uh, If I look back on this too, so the first solo episode I did uh, other than my first episode was podcasting is healing. And that was where I was just referencing again what I just got done talking about, which is, Like straight up, podcasting has been really good for my mental health. It's kept me in touch with people that I want to spend more time with. And especially when you have this whole, you know, lockdown mandate pandemic thing hit too. It's like, what else are you going to do? You can't go and I I couldn't go to conferences anymore and connect with my peers. Uh, I couldn't certainly go to local networking events or anything like that. So this became my, my source of networking and staying in touch with the people that I wanted to spend more time with. So it was really great to be able to do that. Um, just scrolling back through here too. The interview with Di and Nick was also very, uh, it was a great conversation. So those guys together had started some men's um, groups, some chats. Uh, they called it Mentorship Monday. It's evolved since then. And, you know, it's it's taken on a whole brand new shape now too in the way that they execute it and their involvement in it and whatnot. But I remember I joined one of their their meetups in, I want to say around the same time, around January 2021. And it was one of those spaces where I didn't know that I needed that until I joined it. And then it, it's become a pretty consistent part of my routine. And I don't make every week, but when I do, I come back and I go, oh man, I missed you guys. And 
that's why I keep coming back is because I remember what it's like and the feeling that I have of being seen and heard and acknowledged and, and held high. And, you know, there's, there's no coaching or uh, judgment or feedback even uh, outside of a couple of quick words after somebody shares. It's just really a space to be able to go like, what's on your heart? You know, what's alive and real for you is the prompt. And that one really meant a lot to me to be talking to both of those guys about that work because it became a big part of my life too, is to hold space for others and to create containers to do so. And in fact, it led me to eventually creating a retreat with my neighbor, Mike Prince, and forming the Source Collective with Danielle, which is has a very similar type of, you know, feel to it with regards to that aspect of it, of the community and and just the space that you can hold and the energy that's created amongst people that are all there to be better versions of themselves and to constantly elevate. It's super powerful and it's addicting, quite honestly. And it's a good thing to be addicted to, let me tell you. I remember my conversation with Nick Cavuto as well, too. That guy, every time I talk to him, I'm always uh, just inspired and lifted up. You know, I don't know if it's just the way that he phrases certain things that helps it land for me, but I just know Nick to be somebody that is such a powerful presence. And it's it's not because of his knowledge and it's not because of his, you know, track record in business or anything like that. It's it's all about his heart. It's all about his heart. He speaks right from his heart and he follows his heart too. I really admire that about Nick. And I really highly recommend uh, anybody that's kind of scrolling back through my stuff to go and check out that episode as well. Another one that really stood out, of course, was Brian Bogert. So I mentioned to Brian this morning because part of my production process that I've created in post-producing and then uh, scheduling and distributing all my content on multiple social channels is the quote graphics. And I had like 15 different quotes for Brian. And now we don't do 15 quote graphics for every guest anymore. We did back then. So I've got tons of quotes that Brian said. And each one of them is like, whoa, like that one just hit me. And I so love seeing those come across my feed because it's just a reminder of the conversation that I had with Brian and the fact that I have people like that in my life and that I can reach out to them at any time too and rekindle that conversation and come back and say, how's it going since we talked last? You know, what are you up to, man? Like, I'm so inspired by you and I want to be a part of amplifying your impact. That's one of the things that I've really come to know to be true about myself is that I am here to amplify the impact of change makers in the world. And I do that through everything that I'm talking about here. Like some of my clients and the people that I work with in my communities, I help them with their podcast. I help them with their message. I help them step in bravely into the unknown. My clients are reality creators, but they don't necessarily know it or believe it when we first start working together or when they become a part of one of our collectives. And that's what I'm here to do is to say, you have the ability, the power to create everything in your life. You are the conscious creator of your reality. And have, I don't know if I would be here if it wasn't for conversations with guys like Brian and Nick and Caduce as well. So the conversation with Caduce was incredible. Caduce enrolled Lewis Howes into a transformational leadership program, which then led Lewis to enroll me into that. And that program changed my life. Like it really did. It introduced me to people that I'm still friends with today and that I collaborate with today. It led me to question 
everything I knew to be true up until that point. It led me to recognize how I was playing small and that I get to realize my full potential. Caduce started that ripple effect. He really did. So it was really an honor to have Caduce on and, and just jam with him and have that conversation. Um, <laughs> I'm going to go through these a little faster here because there's a lot more, but the ones that really stick, stick out. So Mother effing visionaries, Mr. David Muntner. So I have two episodes with Dave Muntner. There's a handful of people I've done two, multiple episodes with, Danielle Grant being another, and I can't remember the third one, but it'll come to me in a second. But Dave Muntner, holy man, that guy, every time I talk to him, it our conversations just jump all over the place, but they always come back to a foundational purpose, which is how can we tell stories better? How can we step into the vulnerable, um, honest truth about who we are and tell our stories? David was one of the people that helped extract my story out of me because it already existed. I just needed somebody to ask me the right questions and pull me down a journey, the hero's journey, to say, you are this person. And it's just such a fun conversation whenever I chat with him. So if you haven't heard those ones, I want you to go back and check that out. Uh, let's see, scrolling through here. Ruben Rojas, so my buddy Ruben. So Ruben and I actually met at that transformational leadership program that I was talking about that Caduce enrolled Lewis Howes into and Lewis enrolled me into. Lewis also enrolled Ruben. And Ruben is the uh, founder of Live Through Love. And he's an artist. He's a creative. Uh, he's creating NFTs now. Uh, I just ordered some stuff, which by the time this publishes... Yeah, it'll already be past my wedding anniversary, so my wife will already know that I bought a whole bunch of Ruben's clothing and a necklace from him to give to her on our, what is it now, our eighth wedding anniversary coming up here on August 23rd. So Ruben's a special guy. Ruben's somebody that I, I just love dearly. He has a message that we need to uh, amplify more as well. You know, there's so much negativity in this world. There's so much opportunity to be caught up in fear and anger and love and compassion and empathy needs to be louder. And Ruben is doing that. He's doing that through his art. He's doing that through his own podcast. He's doing that through text messages that you can subscribe to, to just get messages directly from him, right from his heart. I want you to go check that one out. I think you're going to enjoy it. And then my buddy, um, Jeremy Lang was another one that was really impactful as well. So Jeremy and I have known each other since, what is it, like 2001 or 2002? And I remember we had a conversation around 2005, 2006, where he had an idea. So Jeremy had an idea. And it was an idea to take flax straw and combine it with biopolymers and create an iPhone case. And at the time, this was an iPhone 4, right? So there's these tiny little phones. And there wasn't Android devices and there was only one iPhone. So it was quite an easy thing to, you know, create one model for one smartphone. But naturally, we know what's happened since then. It's, it's just exploded and his company has exploded. But I remember at that time, everybody thought he was crazy. And I thought he inspired me. And I thought, I want to help this guy create this. And I did. I actually jumped both feet in. Jeremy got some funding through some uh, grant programs that supported entrepreneurs that had creative ideas, especially in the agricultural business. And we used those funds to be able to build a website for 
for Jeremy to come up with his first brand, his logo, his packaging. Uh, we created an explainer video talking about the why behind the product. It was such an incredible experience and just a reminder again of who I am here to be in this world. I'm here to amplify the impact of the Jeremy's of the world. And it's not necessarily in going and getting a round of VC funding, although that would be a part of it too. I have lots of experience in different areas of business and life. It's really just standing beside people and going, what's on your heart, man? Like what, like, what do you really want to be doing? Are you happy right now? If you could do anything, what would you do? What does your dream life look like? What does that perfect day look like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? What does it sound like? Who's with you? And then stand beside people and say, you can create that. You just need to surround yourself with the right people. You need to go deep on your own personal spiritual journey and understand that you are source. You can create anything. And you also get to be detached from all of your expectations so that you can see the opportunities and the signs in front of you clearly. And I've been down this journey, not just in the last nine months, but going as far back as my friendship with guys like Jeremy and even way further back than that. This is my genius. This is the thing that I'm here to do on this earth is to see the brilliance inside of people when they don't necessarily even see it inside themselves. And then to call them up and then to grab their hand and jump off the cliff with them, not push them and say, you got this, but rather like, hey, you know what? I've done this once before and this worked and this worked and this worked, but the rest of this stuff, I'm not sure. But you know what? I'll jump off off this cliff with you. Let's go ride this thing. Let's go figure it out as we go. Isn't that what life is about? Adventure, imagination, creativity. I help people take ideas and make them come to life. There's no playbook for this. It's intuition, it's experience, it's gut feel. It's just leading from the heart. It really is. Wow, that just brought up a lot for me thinking about my conversation with Jeremy. And then, of course, and I didn't mention her at the start because I, I knew that I would mention her lots here later, but Danielle Grant. So Danielle was my third interview on the podcast. She was also my 28th interview on the podcast. She was also my 33rd interview on the podcast with Steve Gordon. She was also my 42nd interview with uh, with PJ. And then we also did another interview. Where is it now? Oh, I think that's it. Okay. Well, maybe Danielle's due for another interview, (laughs) but she's been on here like four or five times. And naturally, of course, Danielle is a close friend. Danielle is a coach to me. She is a spiritual guide to me. She is a business partner to me. Um, You know, I've supported her in many, many ways as well on our journey together. And it's been an honor watching her grow and really step into the truth of who she is and who she's here to be. And and it's just such a fun ride and an uncomfortable, disruptive, painful ride at the same time. And I say that truthfully because if you've listened to any of my episodes with Danielle or even any of my content that I put out there, you see that we've both been very transparent about our independent journeys and then even our journeys collectively together. And we're speaking the truth out loud because we know, quite frankly, that there's a lot of um, 
how do you even say it? Like rainbows and puppy dogs that are thrown out in the entrepreneurial world of, you know, if you just believe it, you will become it. Fake it till you make it. It's like, okay, there's pieces of that that kind of make sense. But then there's the deep work of sitting in the silence with yourself and asking yourself, what do you really want in this life? Who are you meant to be? How can you show up in service? Are you driven by your ego or are you driven to surrender to what is? All of these things that, like you wouldn't have even heard me speak in this language nine months ago. My discovery through interviews and conversations and just collaborations with Danielle, I've opened that up and expanded my mind to limitless possibilities. And now I'm creating that and I'm collaborating with people that are also doing the same and that are aspiring to do the same and that they know that the collective, like the source collective that we've created, the collective of people are stars and they are shining brightly. And when you put that kind of energy together in a room and a collective of people, magic happens. It really does. And it's not business strategy. It's a piece of it, but it's a small piece. It really is. Your business naturally takes off and becomes more aligned and becomes financially abundant because of the focus on you and your higher self and your oneness. You should definitely check out the episodes with Danielle. I think you're going to really enjoy meeting her if you never have before. And then the next one that's right next to her is Mr. Ryan Peters. So Ryan has not uh, really put himself out there in creating content or building a personal brand for himself or anything like that. He's just lived his life and, you know, built eight-figure businesses that he's then exited and gone public. I believe he went public with one of them. But he definitely exited with an eight-figure business. And now he lives in Tamarindo, Costa Rica, and he is a shareholder partner in the same company that I am also a shareholder partner in. And that's how we got connected was through uh, Thomas. Um, And we just built a great friendship. We've never actually met in person, but we started talking lots and just kind of hit it off. And like we knew that we were kind of similar vibe and we were you know, kind of joking around with each other, but then also could really get deep into the the talks about uh, not only business, but just life in general and like what's most important and, and how we choose to live our lives. And And then when we started thinking about like, where should we take our family? Should we go to Mexico? We've got friends there. Should we go to Panama? Maybe we know people there too. Maybe we'll go to Costa Rica. And then I meet this Ryan guy. And the whole conversation that I had with him was about living your best life, how to shape your habits to work remotely in paradise. And that is the most listened to episode on my podcast, on the podcasting platforms anyways. I believe the YouTube channel ones are slightly different stats. I actually didn't go look at that before here, but on the podcast downloads, Ryan's is the most listened to. And I think I know why. It's partially because people have seen my journey over the last six months in particular and and realized that, whoa, like Trevor's really doing it. Like, it's not just a conversation anymore of we're going to maybe move to Costa Rica. It's like, no, we we are doing it. We've rented our place. We've put our deposit down on our place down there where we've coordinated the move in for August 31st. We've sold practically everything that we own in this house that we're not taking with us. We've donated everything else. And Ryan has helped us immensely on that journey, not only in 
supporting my wife when she went down there in March just to explore and and quite frankly, just get away from here for a while because, you know, we've all been locked down forever. We finally decided since I wasn't able to fly because of the mandates, I said, Shark, go. You should go and connect with Ryan when you're there. And she didn't even know Ryan. And Ryan showed her around. He took her out to different places. He introduced her to lawyers and accountants and real estate people and his friend network. And they went out dancing and had drinks and had deep conversations. And Ryan got to know our why behind why we're choosing to move to Costa Rica. And he knew the genuine nature of, you know, we, yes, of course we wanted sunshine and surf and, and best life and all of the keywords and all of the reasons why you think you'd move to Costa Rica. But we also wanted to be around people that really lived the Pura Vida life. And, but we're also driven to grow constantly. And Ryan's one of those people. And you can tell from the conversation that I had with him that he is always working on himself. He is always challenging his own beliefs. He is always surround, choosing to surround himself with people that light him up. And he actually found our place for us. He said, guys, I found your place. It's maybe a little over what you said you wanted to budget, but trust me, you need to get this place. <laughs> and we did. We trusted him. And we locked it in and the experience has been great so far. The person that we're renting from has been incredible. Uh, he has two kids. Ryan doesn't, but this guy that we're renting from has two kids that are similar age to ours. And we can't wait to go and explore and experience that with everybody down there. And I can't wait to hang out with Ryan, quite honestly, because I'm really looking forward to him just reminding me about the foundational elements of surfing too, because Ryan's a surfer. He's up at 5 a.m. every day and he's on the beach and he's in the water. And that is the life that I choose to live as well. Now, it's going to come with a few bumpy roads along the way. There'll be some fears. My body, is it in shape? Well, you can't even get in shape until you go do the activity. It's kind of like I remember in hockey. We train all summer intensely, two a days even. And then you'd get on the ice and do one bag skate and you were toast. Like you couldn't walk for two days. It's the same thing with surfing. So I know I just got to get out there and get in the water. But I am grateful to know that I have somebody like Ryan in my life that will support me on that. And just such an incredible conversation. So I want you to go and watch that one as well. Handful of other ones that I'll point out here. So my neighbor, Mike Prince, reinvent yourself from elite hydro flight athlete to conscious creator. That was episode number 34. It was the only episode that I did in person in this office right behind me here. And we just hopped on and spoke the truth and spoke vulnerably and honestly and had the same kind of conversations that we were having on the streets as we were pushing double wide strollers with our two boys in them. And that episode, I believe, launched just before we started doing the cold plunge truth, which was our weekly cold dip that we would venture to the river or some cold body of water every week consistently. And... We just published episode number 20 the other day, which means that we've been doing it for 20 weeks in a row. And we said it to each other the other day, you know, things are going to change here when I move. We only have three more weeks of plunges left to do. Three more, two, two more, actually, only two more weeks. And then the third week from now is going to be with me remotely in Costa Rica and him here. And it's going to change. The dynamic's going to shift. We won't be around each other. The energy will be different, but we get to create magic from it. And that conversation, I just really appreciated it because it was the two of us speaking out into the world 
who we were committed to being. And it was about conscious creation. And it really did set the foundation for what we ultimately co-created together, which was the Extremely Conscious Men's Retreat, which we hosted uh, back in June. So if you haven't met Mike yet, please do yourself a favor and go and listen to that interview. It was a powerful one. And you can tell it was just two guys just speaking from the heart and speaking the truth and calling each other up right on the interview as well. That was one of the things I really appreciate about, about Mike is that, you know, we'll catch each other's language and say, ah, it's not just you and I, it's you and I. You never say just in front of it because it's you and I. So it's little things like that. And I just appreciate that about Mike. The Source Collective. So I, I officially launched a podcast episode, episode number 36, talking about the Source Collective and why I created it, co-created it with Danielle what some of the foundational elements of it were, which was the 12 dimensions of life and how I got to the place of creating the 12 dimensions of life and how I was questioning everything in my life and wondering how can I truly have it all? How can I, you know, realize my full potential? How can I be enlightened? How can I have amazing relationships and financial abundance and slow down to speed up and take good care of myself physically and all of these things without sacrificing anything. And that's what the Source Collective has become. It's really become an embodiment of Source, you as Source, the people that we bring into our collective as Source. And it is a collection of people that come together that are all stars in their own right. They are all shining brightly. They all have massive ambitions. They've all in, in many regards, been deemed as successful in society, whatever that, you know, in all different types of modalities, whether it's business or relationships or family or health and fitness or whatever. But we know that when we bring people like that together, that there's a magical thing that happens. There's crazy ideas that get discussed where everybody leans in and goes, tell me more. Whereas in outside of circles like this, outside of a collective like what we've created, People might say, mm, yeah, that's that's kind of crazy. I wouldn't do that. Or, geez, I'm not sure if that's what you should be doing right now. You know, a lot of advice giving. Whereas this is just a place to lift people up, hold them high to their highest self. And then to take committed, focused action in a direction that allows us to truly have it all. In all aspects of life. And I'm excited to launch our next group of people in a collective in September. It's one of the things that Danielle and I are both calling in right now is that next incredible group of people that will join us in a cohort, I guess you would call it, of the Source Collective. So if you're curious about what that actually is, check out that episode. And then, of course, you can go to thesourcecollective.net as well. Uh, my buddy Mario, episode 37, too, was amazing. I love Mario. He's an awesome dude. And he... His company is truly impacting the world um, and not just the English speaking world. They do translation services for content creators, for companies that create impactful products that can ship all over the world. And they translate videos and audios and landing pages and websites and everything else. So think of anything that might only be available in English speaking countries. They can take that into Spanish speaking markets, Italian, um, Hindu. There's all kinds of languages that they are translating all of this stuff into. And yeah, I just I just appreciate Mario and I think you're going to appreciate meeting him as well. Uh, PJ was amazing too. What a solid guy. 
you know, really committed to making sure that the future generations, our kids are taught to be brave, smart and kind. We really aligned on that because of the same, you know, gratitude, curiosity and bravery that I have on the wall. Uh, Garrison, another powerful dude that uh, I've had the pleasure of working with inside of our Source Collective for the last number of months. And we're like two brothers from a different mother. You know, we get on conversations and it's just like, it just flows. We think the same way. We move in a similar direction. We, we know how to ask questions out of each other that allows us to really step into that highest version of ourselves and speak it out loud. And I just appreciate every conversation I have with Garrison. And this one was really powerful because Garrison was able to speak about, um, you know, his intuitive gift, which is to help people see the version of themselves that they don't yet see, but he can. And he helps them strap on that Iron Man suit, he calls it, and speak their truth. So you definitely want to check out Garrison and you want to go connect with him as well. Uh, JV Crumb was a really amazing conversation as well. So JV is the um, the conscious millionaire. We JV expanded my my beliefs and thoughts around uh, limitless possibilities too. And you know I'm still on this journey of is there massively limitless abundance for everybody on this on this planet and beyond? And I believe it with my heart and soul. I really do. And then there's times when my 3D ego self goes, wait a second. If they get that though, then I can't get that. And then I catch myself and I'm like, okay, that's right. This is the work that you're here to do is to shift beyond this 3D way of thinking and to actually elevate into these 5D, 5D um, you know, states of being so that you really can embody limitless abundance. And the conversation with JV was, um, was very much about that. And if you're into that kind of stuff, I think you'll dig it. Uh, Ryan McKenzie was a great chat too. He talked about... His journey as an entrepreneur and even some of his struggles with depression and just, you know, ADHD and OCD, like many entrepreneurs uh, have these things as a part of their character, but they don't talk about it. And Ryan spoke openly about it. And the fact that he's now built a massively successful uh, business based on a product or, you know, uh, on the back of a product called True Earth, which is these tabs for your laundry detergent replacement. And... Yeah, he's just, you're going to love Ryan if, if you go and listen to that interview as well. Brian Panuzo, I'm realizing that I'm like reading so many of these, <laughs> but these people were so incredible. Like, I just love the conversation. Brian Panuzo, I got introduced to him by um, a very close friend as well. And, you know, at first I, I just thought, oh, yeah, cool. This will be a great interview. And I interviewed him and it was an amazing conversation. And then I actually signed up and got on his email list and I've been getting his emails. And I got to tell you, I wake up every morning and I look forward to Brian Panuzzo's emails. I really do because at a distance, he calls me up. He calls me out. He's, you know, he's, he's referencing things like, Hey, did you have coffee this morning? Of course you did. Did you drop down and do those 10 pushups? Like you said you were going to do. Close your computer right now and go and do them. It's, it's stuff like that, right? Where you're like, oh shit, <laughs> that's right. My higher self said, I'm going to go get in kick-ass shape as I head to Costa Rica. And Brian's helped me on that journey just with his prompts, just with his presence, just with his consistency of showing up, knowing that he's here to serve men that he can see himself in. And, you know, let me see, like, 
Roy Chong was an incredible conversation too. Roy is uh, a shareholder in the same company as me. He's also created a YouTube channel with children's music and he's just such a creative guy. And I have no doubt that I will collaborate on future projects with Roy. Um, he happens to live in the city we live in now, but of course we're moving, but I have no doubt that we will find things to collaborate on in the future to make this a more beautiful world as well. Christine McAllister was also an amazing conversation. We were connected through pain, uh, through loss, which is we both lost children at uh, preterm birth and it was devastating, but we both found our purpose and our drive in that pain and that loss as well. And she's my soul sister. We haven't uh, talked much since that interview, but you meet certain people and you're like, man, am I glad that I met you? And I wish, I wish at times that it wouldn't be based on these circumstances, but at the same time, I'm not sure we'd have the same connection if it wasn't for us going through that pain. So I'm just grateful for that. And then I published an episode talking about, all right, peace out Canada. Here's seven reasons why we're moving our family from Canada to Costa Rica. And things have changed slightly since I published that episode, but a lot of it's the truth. You know, it's just a better life for our kids and the education and the lifestyle and uh, the freedom and just all that stuff. And I don't want to get into all of that too much, but you know, truth be told, I'm proud to be Canadian. I really am. This is my country. I grew up here. I wear the maple leaf proudly. Uh, and at the same time, there's a lot of pieces of it that I'm really embarrassed about. And there's a lot of pieces of it that I'm quite frankly frustrated about. And I decided to say, well, I have a choice here. I don't have to stay here. And while I get to leave my country and my family, my extended family behind, I am also choosing to move towards a space, um, an environment where I know that I can express myself and not worry about being censored. I can make my own personal choices and not worry about being restricted from society. I know that I can freely move around. I'm not restricted. I didn't see my family for two and a half years because of the mandates of not being able to travel. And that quite frankly, to me was inexcusable. And it became something where we were very driven to say, you know what? Enough is enough. Enough is enough. We will come back here one day. And we will visit, of course, but we're ready for the next adventure in our life. And it truly is peace out Canada in like two and a half weeks. Oh, I talked about cold plunging as well. Of course, that's been a big part of my journey in the last nine months in particular. I spoke about your higher self is calling. Um, that was episode 53. This is really about the journey that I've been on spiritually to understand that there is a, um, a knowingness and a power within me that I had to believe was true. And the only way to do that was to slow down and really um, sit with my thoughts and question and challenge everything and realize that I am. Well, first of all, I am. But if I was to add anything to that, the, the back end of that, it would be I am a reality creator. I am the conscious creator of my reality. And as I've continued to evolve in my way of being around that, I've realized just how powerful I am and the responsibility that I have to lift others around me, to hold space for them, to hold them high, to lift them up, to create containers, to connect them. 
I am a committed conscious creator connector as well, if we're using terms and a whole bunch of C's, but this is what I do. I connect people with ideas and visions that are big and crazy and hairy and audacious. And sometimes they think that they're crazy, but then I go, oh, wait a second. You got to meet this guy. Hey, you, you need to meet this gal because the two of you, we just, we just connected the lightning bolt that was needed to make this thing come to life, to create change in the world. That's my gift. It really is. So I keep speaking about higher self and I will continue to do so. I did the retreat reflection. Of course, I mentioned Mike Prince and I did a uh, men's retreat where we invited, uh, we called in, I should say, eight incredible men that showed up without knowing what we were even doing, aside from it was going to be a fun weekend. It was going to be an engaging weekend, an active weekend, but it was also going to be a, a weekend of connection and deep reflection and honesty and truth and what an experience, life-changing really. And we are just in the process of creating a video for that weekend that we were having post-produced that we cannot wait to share with the world because you'll get to hear directly from these men and how they came in and what transpired over the days that we were there and then how they left and how they brought that energy and that awareness back into their lives. And we're doing more of these in the future very soon. In fact, the next one will be in Costa Rica. As soon as I land there, that's one of the first things I'm doing is I'm going to scout out locations, talk to my local contacts and figure out what will be the makeup of the next Extremely Conscious Men's Retreat, which you can go to extremelyconscious.com if you want to sign up on the wait list for that, just to be notified when we're going to release the information and start selling the tickets so you can book your flights. It's going to be powerful. The 12 Dimensions of Life, episode 57. So this was me speaking out loud to the world. This, I don't even want to say methodology because it's not a methodology. It's just a, it's a, it's a a framework, a blueprint for, for ways of being. It's a, um, it's a model for wrapping your linear 3D mind around all of the things that are most important in life so that you can see how it's possible to truly have it all in life once you believe it and embody it and become it. I've never said it out loud like that before, but that's just what came through me. And it's constantly evolving. You know, I just made changes to it the other day, but it's a foundation of this journal, for example, that we created that allows for an opportunity to reflect and see like, how do you rank in all of the areas of your life that are most important? Your business growth, your physical growth, your relationship growth, your spiritual growth, and then all of the different prongs that are underneath all of those things too. And then go to town and work on those things. Lean in. Surround yourself with people that are also committed to living their best life, to being the greatest versions of themselves. It becomes a framework, a guide for you to be able to move in that direction. And this is a foundation of everything that I'll be doing going forward. Um, And that was the first time I spoke out loud about it in its entirety was on that podcast. Had a great chat with Kevin Thompson, the eight-figure connector. I really love Kevin. He's an amazing guy. He's connecting some um, 
incredible humans, first of all, but people that are just up to big things. And I have no doubt that I will be a part of one of Kevin's masterminds in the future as well, because I, I want to be around people like that. And then I talked about identity uh, death. I, I titled it, I Died Again. Um, just speaking about my evolution over the last number of months and how I had to let an old version of myself die in order to evolve into the new version of me. And then I had Craig Garden on, who is the CEO of Eversio, which is a mushroom company, a functional mushroom company, as well as a psychedelic mushroom company. And Craig is one of the guys that came to our retreat, our Extremely Conscious Spins retreat. And I'm so grateful that I met Craig. In fact, I'm talking to him again tomorrow. It's been a few weeks that we've last chatted. And the guy, he just inspires me. And he's the kind of person that I want to spend more time with. And he's up to big things, like big, hairy, audacious goals. And I love hanging out with people like that because I just lean in and go, I can help you. I know I can help you. Let's talk. And that's that's why we're talking tomorrow is I want to really understand, like, what is driving Craig? How is he finding that he is balancing the 12 dimensions of life right now? Is he leaning a little too heavily towards his business and the taking it public and getting all of his licenses and approvals from Health Canada and all of that. And is there anything that's being sacrificed along the way? I know that I'm here to support people, to help bring awareness to these things, to say you can have it all. But if you're dead because you drove yourself into the ground working your 16-hour days, you're not of any use to anybody. And it's not inspiring either. Not for your family, not for your, your, your team, not for me. And I call up people when I see that happening because I want to see them shine. I really do. Yeah. Can't wait to talk to Craig. Oh, Mr. Nima Romani. So I've had Nima on a couple of times. That's the other person that I was uh, thinking of as well. Both of those episodes are super powerful. Um, grateful for Nima for who he is in my life and what he supported me and my wife on a number of years ago when our son was born four months early. And I gave him a platform to be able to speak his truth. And it was very vulnerable. It was very raw. It was very honest. It actually created a lot of um, engaging conversation in the social feeds, I guess you would say. And yeah, I'm just, uh, I love the fact that Nima stepped into that. And I'm looking forward to seeing him go even deeper because I know that he's just scratched the surface of what is possible when Nima fully shows up. And I'm grateful that I have a platform that I can give him a, a space to be able to talk about that and watch his evolution over time. And then the last episode that I published was with Kaylor Betts, which, man, Kaylor's such a solid dude. I can't wait to connect with him, whether it's over the next two weeks here in West Kelowna or if it's down in Costa Rica, because he did say that he's moving down there as well. But we just had such an amazing conversation. We are you know, speaking the same language, we are standing up for the same things, which is the rights and the um, the ability to have uh, personal choice and take self responsibility for your health and your mental your mental wealth, as he calls it. So, again, I, that's all I want to do is have conversations with people like that, amplify their voices, spread the word about what they're doing, how they are coaching and supporting people to be better human beings to be better in their own mind and to realize that they are limitly, limitlessly, uh, abundantly powerful beings that just need to get to believe it. 
And that is all the episodes. So that that took actually way longer than I thought it would. But I'm totally fine with it because I make the rules around here. I can make my episodes as long as I want. But let me just go back to my notes here and make sure that I hit up my last couple of things. Okay, yeah. So two last things. So one is... So with us moving to Costa Rica, I know that there are certain things that I want to change in my life, in my business, in my schedule, all of that kind of stuff. And I didn't just decide this now and I'm now making the changes. I've been making these changes for the last nine months, to be honest. I've been creating the reality that will have me land in Costa Rica and have the flexibility to be able to work the hours that I want to work to be able to have the conversations with the people that I want to talk to, and then to be able to amplify the voices of those people, amplify the impact of those people. And I know that doing hour-long interviews is impactful, and I'm able to go very deep on the conversations in an hour. But I also know the challenges of coordinating schedules. I know the challenges of writing show notes for hour-long episodes. I know the kind of redundancy of, well, everybody's doing 45 to 60 minute interviews. And sometimes it seems like, okay, is this interesting anymore? And, you know, that's one of the things I've worked on is like, how do I make sure that the conversations are engaging? They are not predictable. They dance. There's golden threads between everything that we do. It's not just, here's my questions, answer them. Thank you. Publish the podcast. Like, That would bore the shit out of me, quite honestly. But I still feel this calling to um, shorten up the interview time and then even shorten up the the length of the actual interviews themselves, like the post-produced, published episodes. And the other thing that I'm really leaning into is the fact that many of my guests have gone deep with me. They've answered questions vulnerably, honestly, truthfully. They've expressed their gratitude. They've told me what they're curious about and exploring. They bravely, bravely told me what they're scared about and they're leaning into that. But I want to go deeper. I want these people that I'm interviewing to speak their truth out loud. And I know that in order to do that, I get to hold them high and to ask the kind of questions that maybe somebody has never asked them before. I'm going to dig on my interviews. I'm going to ask the why questions. So why does that mean so much to you? Why are you committed to that? Whatever it happens to be, right? If I start to hear an elevator pitch or something that sounds rehearsed based on somebody going through a value proposition exercise or a story brand exercise or whatever it is in the marketing world that we have of, I help X leaders to do Y things in order to create Z results. Like, come on, man, speak from here. That's what I want to hear. And I want to hear the truth because to me, there are people that are, that are creating content that are, that's coming genuinely just from the heart, like really deep conversations. And then there's ones that are just going through the motions because they think they wanted a podcast and they think they want to monetize things and they think it's going to bring them leads in and they think that if they get on more podcasts, they'll book more deals. But what if we lead with more soul? Less strategy, more soul. And I know in order for that to actually materialize and become something that's deeply impactful and that is engaging and entertaining for the viewer and the listener to consume, 
I get to step up and become that person that holds my guests high, that asks the hard questions, that dives deep into the why behind what a person is saying. Who are they here to be? Do they think and consider themselves a change maker? What are they doing to be the change in the world? Who are they committed to becoming in order to be that version of themselves? And then I want the vulnerable, honest truth. And if I feel like I'm not getting it, I won't publish that episode. And also, when I provide the interview to my guest, I'm going to ask them to publish it first. Because the other thing that I've realized is that I can amplify the impact of my guests by me publishing it on my platforms and sharing it with my networks and doing all of the post-production that I do and sharing all the clips and the graphics and all of that stuff out and even potentially running ads and doing SEO on my website and all of the stuff that I know how to do in marketing and that my team does with me and for me. But if the people that I'm interviewing are not inspired enough by their own words to want to share their message, to put it out on their platforms, to add it to their website, to include it in their email sequences, to share, to push it out into the world, knowing that it is their message. They've turned their mess into their message. They have such a deep why behind what they're doing that they are driven and committed and obsessed to make sure that their voice is heard, that their truth is spoken. If they won't do that, then I won't do it for them because I need them to show up for themselves first. And it's kind of like the analogy that I've mentioned already on this podcast, which is I will jump with you as a guide, a coach, a teacher, a friend, a confidant, all of those things. If you want me to share my gifts with you, which is to amplify your impact. I need you to step to the cliff first. And then I will gladly walk up beside you and I will grab your hand and I will jump off with you. And together we will go create the change that we want to see in this world. We will go create the limitless abundance that's available to you and to me and to my guests and everybody else on this crazy ass planet that we live on right now. Because quite frankly, I've spent hundreds of hours on this podcast. I've spent thousands of dollars post-producing this podcast. And the amount of my guests that have really dove in and proactively shared the content that I've created with them and for them has been very disappointing. I'm not going to lie. There's a handful of people that have just taken it and run with it and they're filled full of gratitude. Every time they see me share a quote graphic of them, they jump in the comments and they're like, man, I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for helping me share this message. Thank you for helping me get it out into the world. And they've taken the video clips and the raw files and they've integrated it into their own marketing strategy, their own distribution strategy on social. They put it on their website. They've made sure that the people that they need to serve in this world see them for who they are. And I got to believe that there's a couple reasons why that might be happening. One is that they're not being authentically true. Maybe they're not proud of what they're actually saying. Maybe they're not speaking their truth. Is that why they're not sharing it? And then the second reason is perhaps they're scared. 
Perhaps they actually don't truly believe that they are the person that they're talking, that, that's talking in the interview with me. Because if they did believe it, if they were 100% behind their mission and their vision and their goals and all of the things that they tell me that they're grateful for and that they're curious about and that they're bravely stepping into even though they're scared, if it meant something to them, they would step up. They would step to the cliff and they would see me as that confidant, that person that's going to stand on the edge of that cliff and jump with them. And that's why my podcast is shifting here going forward. It's going to be shorter. I'm going to remove some of the barriers of how do I get people on this podcast and not have it be an hour of interview time and three hours of post-production time and, and then more for all of the micro clips and everything else. But rather like, let's just get deep right now. Let's have some truth conversations and let's get your message into the world. I'm here to impact, amplify the impact of changemakers. The people that are coming on my podcast will be changemakers and they will be action takers, not talkers. We got enough talkers in this world. We got enough people with good intentions. It's time to step up. It's time to stop playing small. It's time to share your gifts. And the last thing that I'll say on that too is that I know that those people are out there already and they're watching this. They're listening to this. If you're one of those people, I'm going to link up around this video somewhere, a link for you to be able to go and apply to be on my podcast. These are going to be speak your truth sessions slash interviews slash jam sessions slash whatever you want to call it. I will guide you. I will prompt you with the questions. And I do expect you to show up. I expect you to bring your gifts to the table. Don't hold anything back and tell the truth. You are meant for more in this world and the world needs your gifts. And I am here to hold you high, lift you up and help you realize that limitless potential that's inside of you. So keep an eye out for that. And on that note, I am going to end this episode. <laughs> I thought I honestly might record 15 minutes here, but I'm glad that I got to speak through all of that because there's a lot of pieces that I got to really relive my own journey through all of those episodes that got me here and what I've done to get to this place and how I'm taking the lessons learned and I'm, and I'm pivoting. Because that's another thing to recognize here too is that, you know, I've spoken to many people in the last number of months who say, yeah, you know, geez, I got to launch my podcast one of these days too. And then they never do. Or they finally do. And then they get attached to what they think it should be. And then it doesn't become the thing that they expected it to be. And then they get uninspired because they did it for the wrong damn reasons. Podcasting needs to be approached from the perspective of, I want to connect with exceptional human beings. End of story. Everything else, the conversations that happen, the inspiration that gets pulled, the opportunities that get created, the financial wealth that can be generated as a result of just stepping up and having inspiring conversations. 
You cannot be, and I'll say you, but I'll say it to me too. I cannot be attached to what I think it should be. I get to surrender to what's brought me to here, be grateful for every single moment of it, and then also be agile enough to go, okay, it's time to pivot. And it's not a massive pivot. It's not even disruptive for me. It's it's quite fluid. I'm just like, cool. I'm going to switch up my interview format here. And it excites the shit out of me because I know that I'm going to be able to do these interviews very easily, very quickly, um, have them be super impactful, and then give them to that person and say, now leap. And when I see you start to jump, I'm going to grab your hand and I'm going to go, let me amplify your impact. Let me share this with my network. Let me put some fuel on that fire. Because that's what I'm here to do. So I'm surrendering to that. It's time to step up. Time to step into my true, honest, higher self. I appreciate you listening. If you got this far, thank you for being here. The next time you see me on a live one, it may be in Costa Rica already. So I can't wait to be there. I'd love to hear from you if any of this resonated. If you want to join me on a Speak Your Truth conversation, again, you'll find the link around this video. Let's go do it. Let's create some magic. Let's create some impact and some change, some positive change in this world. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Trevor Turnbull Show. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please consider subscribing on my YouTube channel as well as on your favorite podcast platform. So until next time, remember, today is a beautiful day of opportunity. Trust that you are exactly where you're supposed to be. So be grateful, be curious, and be brave. Let's <laughs> go.